0: What is going on, Duke fans? Adam Comer here with uh, a little bit of a different episode, different kind of episode of the Duke Basketball Corner podcast. I'm gonna try something new. This might be a little clunky. This is the first time I'm gonna do this, but with the way everyone moves on so quickly after games, Duke coming off a huge win at FSU where basically 99.9% of the talk is just Cam a huge shot. He's getting uh, he's getting his act together, or he's really getting uh, kind of getting more used to, getting more consistent in the offense. And it's just, there's more that goes into that game. Um, but it's poor from just focusing on Cam. There's so much more than Cam. This was a huge win. And... <clears throat> I will go into the final play because obviously that's what many will be talking about. It's amazing how many people who could not care less about uh, basketball analysis are suddenly just over eager to jump in on uh, praise Coach K for what an amazing play play call on uh, on the Cam uh, Dagger, and it's amazing because we'll talk about that anyway. All right, so, so basically, so Duke came out with the win. What was it? Uh, I don't even remember the, fi- the final score. Uh, the final score was 89-87. Eight, um, no, stat broadcast has screwed up all kinds. 80-78. T- the final score was eighty seventy eight 78 um, with Cam hitting the game, winning 3 pointer. So let's look at some basic stats. And then what I'm going to do, and if this works out, And I mean, this whole podcast, it's pretty much, I I appreciate anyone who listens. It's mostly so I can kind of have an outlet, just to give analysis, because obviously Twitter's not the best place, by far, and uh, I I like getting into the uh, nitty gritty, so this is kind of, this is my way to just almost entertain myself, and I appreciate anyone who comes along for the ride, and uh, yeah, so let's get into it, so... I tracked all the second-half possessions. First half, Zion, he was injured with uh, about a minute left. I'm not even going to worry about that. I'm going straight second half because that was the most intriguing part of the game, in my opinion, and showed just how tough this Duke team is. So, um, let's let's start with... Uh, High screens, but no stats. Let's start. With, let's just start with stats. So the biggest things that stood out: FSU and 9 non-offensive nine rebounds in the second half. One team, so uh, eight official offensive rebounds by players. Only second seven second chance points. Big deal. Points off turnovers compared to uh, the Duke turnovers. They they only got seven off seven Duke turnovers. Not efficient. Three steals to so four warrant live ball. Uh, in the second half, they shot 12 for 29 and 13 from 16 from the free-throw line. Seven of their 12 field goals were dunks, most of them off pick and roll. Officially, seven of se- they shot seven of seven on dunks, three of five layups, two of eight from three, and uh, the big stat, zero of nine jumpers. So the two-point jumper, the long jumper, mid-range jumper, it's not... Exactly the most popular shot or the most efficient shot in today's game, and you can see why. This is not usually to that level of 0 of 9, but the percentages typically aren't very high game to game. Um, And the second half between both teams, Duke had 9 fast break points at Florida State 0. All right, so then Duke, 6 offensive rebounds, 3 were dead ball. So three went officially to players, dead ball. they just got another, another opportunity, which obviously came in huge at the end. They turned those into into seven second chance points. So they, it's not exactly like they blew Florida when le- Florida stayed away in that level, but uh, still they they did something. Uh, points off turnovers compared to FSU turnovers, uh, six turnovers, four steals, so two of them were li- so two were not live ball. Uh, 13 points off turnovers. That's real efficient. Um, But, again, if it's not on uh, the break, then it's just basically did you score or not. It's just getting more chances than the other team, which is good because Florida State got plenty with their own offensive rebounds. Uh, Duke in the second half shot 14 of 25, uh, 7 of 11 free throws. Barrett was 7 of 8. Cam missed a pair. Trey was 0 of 1. Uh, Duke was 1-for-1 one one on Dunks, 3-of-6 layups, 3-of-6 jumpers. So 3-of-6 with their jumpers compared to Florida State being over 9 Yeah, that's a big deal. 7-of-12 from 3. That is not something you expect from Duke at all. Uh, Cam, 4-of-6. Barrett, 2-of-3. And White, 1-of-3. So Cam was the uh, big guy there, and Barrett was just... Well, we'll, I'll talk a lot about him. Dunks, Florida State... <laughs> They, uh, I mean, seven dunks, 14, uh, points off dunks and Duke had two. So that's interesting. I mean, Zion, I think the stat was given the previous game. He actually had more dunks than Duke's opponents combined. So that that's fascinating. Uh, you see Koffer, uh, Phil Koffer, he had 28 last season against Duke. So, and he had a big game again on uh Saturday, two days ago from when I'm recording and, uh, how many did he have? Let's see here. Kofor had um, twenty one points. So uh, if he played Duke every time, hey, he might be an All American. Okay, I think the player, the defensive player of the game, in my opinion, was uh, Marquise Bolden. I think he is so was so underrated. Nobody is really talking about him. And again, I don't see everything. Maybe plenty of people are talking about him. But from what I've seen, Bolden is not getting near enough credit because especially when you think about how Zion, he was a Band-Aid for so much inside. It was so hard. I mean, his, blo- his blocks in the paint, I mean, huge. I mean, he almost has the same effect as some much bigger shot blockers. A guy like Christ Kamaji. Zion would be right in there, so a lot harder to score in the paint against Duke. With Zion in, Zion was not there, so Florida State was doing everything possible to run as much as pick and roll as possible and get Kamaji on the move, get Kevin Jelly on the move going to the hoop, and it worked a bunch when certain uh, rotations were not executed on Duke's defensive end. Uh, so Bolden did a great job, especially with communication Fantastic blocks. He had two taken away by some interesting foul calls. He was just fantastic in every way. His movement, his agility, just an unbelievable game. Um, another big deal: Trey pushing pushing pace after make made shots and missed shots. It's unbelievable that this just Duke had chances on fast breaks, which shouldn't be fast breaks. I've talked about that previous pods with uh, with my typical co-host Ray. And we, we both agree, I mean, the way he gets Duke to play at a high tempo when other point guards, that's, I don't Trey's he's just unbelievable that way. His anticipation, his uh, accuracy with his outlet passes, just unbelievable. And Trey gets a ton of assists in transition. There was a, I haven't checked in the last couple of games, but there was a period of time he had more assists in transition than half-court. Um, Cam playing at a much better pace. He had a free throw line jumper, which when I get to it, I'll definitely point that out. That more than anything just showed the improvement of his pace, uh, just really settled down. What I have seen is that people are saying this shot could turn his season around. That's the final game winning dagger shot by Cam. I actually said in the previous part that his, his uh, shot at the buzzer against Wake Forest. From Trey, who made an unbelievable play, almost losing the ball out of bounds, then uh, kicking back out to Cam um, as the first half buzzer expired in the midst of it, just a horrific first half by Cam. I think that, <clears throat> that was it. Since then, it just looks like he's settled down and everything changed. I mentioned it last time. So, well, this was obviously the much bigger result. I think the shot versus Wake, that was it. I think that that's the one to look back on. All right, so so what I'm gonna do, and what if this gets less clunky, and if I and if I have time to do it, I mean I meant to do this uh, last uh, last night, and I have set aside time at least until they play Carolina for Wednesdays. That's what I'm gonna try to get these uh, pods done for Thursday releases. But with this, with the way people move on so fast to uh, the next game, I want to. Be totally uninfluenced by Syracuse, even if no one listens to this. I just want it kind of there in the records, so it can be a reaction to how they did versus Florida State, and not just an immediate kind of over whatever um, reaction. Just kind of like I had time to really watch all the plays and analyze all the plays, so it's just, but it's it's not too far off, and I guess and they're playing zone. Syracuse's own team, so that's going to be different as well. Uh, So, uh, yeah, as I was saying last night, it didn't, something came up. So, while I will typically have the Wednesdays free, if I do pods any other days, I never know what's going to happen. So, I just wanted to get this out there and uh, hey, if it works, it works. And I'll try to do these types of podcasts more. All right, first floor state possession, the second half made L. Youp by uh, Christ Kumaji from Terrence Mann. Okay, first of all, it looked like a moving uh, screen on Kumaji on Jack White. The baseline didn't really affect anything, but still. I mean, refs should notice that, although it's kind of like football with a holding. You could call it on every play. Um, so it's just in terms of Duke switching everything, usually you think it's they switch one through four, everything but center. But they, they switch a lot of five. It shows the trust in Bolden and um, Javin as well. But Javin, for at first it almost seems like he unnecessarily leaves Kamaji, but that's how it goes with the switch everything. So when he comes to help on uh, Terrence Mann, Barrett's got to rotate over, and he was late. And Jack White, he tried to uh, get over as well, but too late. It's, it's all about just immediate reactions. There's no time to spare, especially when there's a seven foot four guy rolling to the rim. So it was pretty much an easy running pass to a wide open Kamaji underneath because uh, Barrett and Javin were both on the passer, Terrence Mann. So while they did get pressure on the passer, still too easy to a seven foot four roller. All right, then uh, next Duke possession. Javin Delorier travels after receiving a pass from Barrett. So Barrett, just he, one thing he did in the second half so well that he struggled with in the beginning of the year, and you can just see his development coming on so strong. He, he really created well for Javin, and Javin just got happy feet. It's, it, it, it is what it is. I think you have to know who you're passing to, but hey. It's This wasn't a Alex O'Connell to Javin, which happened later on. This was a perfect pass. Javin caught it. It's just he's got to go right up because there's, as much as everyone wants to harp on uh, or praise Javin for never missing, I mean, his made shots are just dunks. So don't hesitate. Just go up and dunk. Um, and uh, I just want, with, with Barrett, Again, just awesome. I mean, he beat Kofor and Kamaji came over to help. For, it's, it's always going to necessitate help when he's one-on-one against his defender. He's just going to school guys. So especially as he gets better with his right, and then it's just going to be over. So awesome play by Barrett. Lots of movement in the set offense, which I liked. Created action for Cam, Jack White, and freed up Barrett to get the ball in the first place. So fantastic playmaking by R.J. Barrett but a turnover all right so next florida state possession turnover by terrence Mann. they basically tried to run the same play again um but this time Mann was forced a little bit more to the baseline didn't have the angle and he tries to wrap around but barrett he rotates faster i still think he was uh, a little bit late but jack white anticipates does a fantastic job coming in from the baseline and uh, knocks the ball loose creates a steal Great job by Jack White on the weak side. Fantastic. Um, Also, uh, Terrence Mann left his feet on the pass. Can't do it. Uh, Next, made three-pointer by Barrett from the left wing. That's one of those Trey Jones assists that everyone will love, but uh, just kind of adding on to the stats, but he didn't really do anything. It was pretty much a rise and fire. Um, He handed off to Barrett, moved to Barrett's other side, the left wing, and Barrett just, uh, yeah, he hit. Too good. And... With Barrett he's uh, he's hit or miss from deep and uh, I think the key for him especially in the second half efficiency so that that's really started off well for the second half I mean Duke's playing without Zion you know Florida State immediately they're uh, using all kinds of high screens which it, by far the most high screen since Gonzaga I mean, this it was such a step up from the first two ACC games against Florida State's defense. I mean, this was really a man's game. And you could see some guys they might fade from the physicality of what's going on, or just kind of be taken aback by by edge. You never know how guys are going to react. RJ Barrett, man, he embraced it, that, and that's great to see. I mean, you could see him getting more physical and really loving it, kind of getting into it. Um, his, Body language. I'm. I'm not even going to try to be a, any body language expert, good or bad, this season. But he was loving it, man. And it, he he was in for the he was in for a war that game, just in terms of just a grinding, grinding game where it was a, a lot was on his shoulders. So um, let's see here. Next Duke possession, made three pointer by Barrett from the left wing, assisted by Trey. Uh, no, I just said that. Sorry. All right. Now uh, next Florida State possession, made alley dunk. By uh, Chris Kamaji, assist from MJ Walker. Not nearly enough pressure on the ball by Reddish. Uh, so Cam's got to get up there. Cam, he, uh, I mean, note, he, on a lot of these pick and roll plays, I'm going to be talking about him, kind of a train wreck in pick and roll. Hopefully he will improve. He can improve. There wasn't a lot of action with the defense and switching going on with his high school defense, so this is all new to him. And hopefully he will improve. It's great that K has kind of been leaving him out more and more in these games, trusting him. So hopefully it'll get better. But, uh, yeah, you can't allow a passer to just have a wide-open look to a 7-footer. Javon seemed in position, but he couldn't bother Kamaji. I mean, seven 7'4". And when, you, when you're 7'4", and you get a running start after setting that high PNR screen, it's a done deal. So uh, next Duke possession, made three by Cam in the left corner, assisted by Trey. Trey is cutting across the lane. He receives the pass. Great touch pass, straight, straight ahead, uh, facing Cam, curled away while watching Cam hit that shot. Really, that, that's, that's just, that's Kay. Give Kay the credit there. Great set play. I mean, that's a set play. I mean, if that was improvised, I mean, more power to Trey. I doubt it was, and I would like to give Kay the credit for that. Really, really, really good play call um and again get cam going that's key uh, one of the things that uh i wouldn't say debated that i think i was on the opposite sides of from ray in our last podcast was duke needs to, he said duke needs to run more for cam i think they've run a ton for cam I mean, when he's in there a lot of their sets are run for cam to try to get him going it's just i mean he there's been a lot of turnovers and fouls and he can't seem to remain in the game so but when he's in there, they run for him. They run a ton for him. So I don't think this was anything new. It's not like they were running a lot more for him. Um, so, again, great set play by Duke. Next Florida State possession. Turnover by Trent Forrest. Uh, Tip by Javin. Gathered by Barrett. So White is switched on to Forrest, but he does a great job of feeding him along the baseline where he's trapped by Jack and Javin. And Forrest tries a jump pass over to Mann on the other corner, but... Uh, DeLore gets a hand on the pass, and Barrett collects the loose ball. Second time, Florida State has uh, tried jump passes. So they are a lot of them, they're great scorers. Florida State isn't the best at creating for their teammates. I don't know what their assist-to-made field goal ratio is. I don't even take too much out of that because, I mean, there's so much context that needs to be involved in those types of stats. But uh, you can see they're great making plays for themselves, not as great when it requires anything but L.U. passes to uh, get Kevin uh, Jelly and um, Kamaji. So Duke forces the turnover there. Barrett collects and uh, passes ahead in transition to Trey. That's that's the Duke that we've gotten used to. Uh, Barrett ahead to Trey, layup in transition. If it was Zion, it could have been a 360, 720, maybe even twirled around a couple more times. All right. Uh, next Florida State possession. Three uh, missed three by Terrence Mann. Um, basically, Duke forced him into really not much going on offense, which is which is great. Hey, uh, can't give more credit than I mean doesn't always have to be a steal. So with the shot clock running down, Mann did gain separation against Barrett with a step back, but missed. Just forced him into a tough shot. Nothing more to say than that. Uh, let's see here, but. Uh, Obviously, again, with Zion out, I mean, Duke has been struggling a little bit, uh, kind of gotten overlooked somewhat by giving up a lot of offensive rebounds in the last few games, and uh, they're trying to team rebound a lot, but without Zion, it's tough. Um, Kamaji grabbed it, and Cam actually did a great job, real physical, stripped it from him, then but then fell down with the ball after ripping it away from Kamaji. So that is a travel call, and... Uh, so Florida State gets it again. Next possession, Florida State. I mean, Duke, great defense. I mean, great defense. Even Cam came from behind. He knocked the ball loose from Kofor. It may have even been partially blocked by Bolden. But, I mean, sometimes it's just unlucky. Kofor recovered it, scored from a fortunate, better position um, after recovering the loose ball next to the basket. So I think uh, that was just unlucky by Duke, lucky by Florida State, but hey, you take advantage of what you can. Uh, next, we have transition. That's after a Florida State made shot. I mean, that's what Trey can do. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, a two-handed full-court outlet by, by Trey after the FSU score, hit, hitting Cam Reddish right in stride. I mean, just, if I'm Cam, just run. After, after everything, make or miss. I'm not saying leak out too early, obviously. You don't want to mess with transition. Or you don't want to leave your own guy for offensive rebounds, but I mean Trey's just unreal. I mean that's I mean after an FSU score, that's a Duke bucket. A couple seconds later, teams don't teams are not able to do that. Uh, Next FSU missed three by MJ Walker. Great closeout by Cam Bolden fouls Kamaji on the miss because the dude is twenty feet, twenty five feet tall. So I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Foul on the floor. And uh, so, FSU gets the ball back again. Um, So, uh, Bolden, he called out the corner screen for Cam. Unfortunately, Reddish still loses track of uh, kind of ball man and, ironically, his man, named man, uh, flies in to receive the alley dunk. And Cam, he's just got to have more awareness on that. But at the same time, Jack White, he didn't put any pressure on the pass. Hands down, man down. So, uh, he's got to... He was switched onto Forrest and Forrest as the point guard. He's going when you give him that easy vision, Jack White's gotta get his hands up. And you can see, I mean, a lot of these are Duke defensive players guarding guys, you wouldn't think they are just because they're switching everything. And that's what is so different about this game since Gonzaga. I mean I mean they've played teams that just don't have the personnel or the capability. To uh, with physicality to force Duke into all these switches and in the past Duke could wouldn't have been able to handle it, especially after losing a guy like Zion but this this Duke team they really stood up to the challenge and that's the most impressive thing about the game against Florida State is defensively the communication the rota- and the rotations um on the high screens and the pick and roll high screens won't always lead to pick and roll but creating action and Duke was just they were they were on point most of the time. State they're gonna have they had more uh points in the paint obviously than they would have with Zion, but by, by no means does that mean Duke did a, a poor job. All right, so uh, next Duke possession missed three by Barrett. Duke runs a horn set with uh, Bolden and white up top. Uh, Bolden sets a high screen for Barrett, steps back and shoots. Uh, not too much going on right, right there. It's just kind of, I guess, a little bit of a heat check. For uh bear, but again, it's nice. It's just nice to see some sort of set run with the horns, so rather than just give the ball to bear and say go. So all right, next uh Terrence man made two point layup. Uh Trey the, he gambled for the steal and you'll you allow that. I mean he's been fantastic this season in the passing lanes on ball everything on defense. Uh he gambled he still managed to get on Trey's hip but then Kove forgotten to Bolden's body, or, man, I'm not sure who, wait. It was either man or Co- whoever, whoever hit the uh, shot, I, mean, I think maybe it was uh, Cover. he got into Bolden's body and hits, hits a tough shot there. So hey, credit to the offense, just uh, Trey missed the gamble in the steal. All right, um, next Duke possession, missed three by camp. After White inbounds the uh, – I think it actually was a Terrence man miss. Um, Trey kind of shoots down another terrific outlet to Barrett, who catches and just simply destroys MJ Walker off the bounce. And goes up against three FSU defenders, somehow kicks out a perfect pass right into Cam's shooting pocket. It's just incredible. So, right there, you get the tray um, pushing ahead off the miss. You get Bear creating for others. I mean, these are just special, talented players making plays. Cam missed. I mean, it is what it is, but it, that's just beautiful basketball to watch. All right, so next, uh, man has passed. Has his jump pass, third jump pass for Florida State, tipped out of bounds by Jack White. Um, Following, uh, let's see here, Kofor makes a three, assisted by MJ Walker. Jack White was there in the corner on Kofor's trip with his hand up. Kofor just rose and fired over him. I guess you guys just said too good. Next, uh, Duke possession, turnover by Cam. Uh, Throws a pass out of bounds, intended for Barrett. That simply looked like miscommunication. Barrett was sliding over to the uh, top of the... uh, Top of the circle as Cam through to, from his uh, vantage point, the left wing. I think that's just simply miscommunication. If you look over at uh, Coach K's body language and uh, his uh, expression, he, he seemed to understood. I mean, he's kind of, it's always going to be positive motivation right now. Well, uh, not always, but uh, for that instance. But I think he meant it at that moment. Um, let's see. Turno- next, Florida State, turnover by Kofor, live ball. He just simply loses the handle going against uh, Jack White. Bolden did a good job coming over to help Um, Duke possession. After Barrett picks up the loose ball, takes a few dribbles, passes ahead to Cam on the break, and another great job of Duke getting out in transition really quickly uh, off the Florida State turnover. Cam does miss both free throws. He manages to grab the offensive rebound in the second, though, so good job staying with it, not getting his head down, keeping that confidence up. Jumps into Kamaji. I think, including Dick Vitale, who, man, I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's got, if he's going to keep, if ESPN's going to keep putting him on these games, he's got to chill out, man. He cannot be hyping up Duke and rooting for Duke And not giving a crap about the other team as much as he does. It's just absurd. I mean, it's so much beyond basketball. He's just like talking up Barrett and Zion and Cam as these wonderful people. And that's that's great if he wants to if he knows them, if he believes it, I'm sure they are. You just analyze basketball, dude. Like be a fan, but be a fan of basketball. Be a fan of both teams. Like the it's it's absurd. If I I'm a Duke fan, and I'm watching it being annoyed by Duke. He's making me annoyed by Duke because it's just absurd. Like, I can't even imagine how, if, you, if you're if you not a fan of Duke, it like, yeah, you can see why people have some feelings when they watch games with Vital. Just, it's absurd. He needs to chill on that. Um... All right, so let's see here. Uh, so so anyway, <laughs> I think that came. The point came from he jumps into Kamaji and the refs don't bail him out with the foul call. But it goes out of bounds. Still Duke ball. I don't think it deserved a foul call. I think all the contact was created by Cam, and I think it was great no call. It's not like he should have been called for a charge. It was just a good no call. All right, so uh, next, uh, Barrett he's fouled on the floor, making tough catch on the inbounds in between two FSU defenders. Goes iso all the way to the hoop, drawing the ball on the left. Drawing the ball on the left side of the basket. Drawing the foul on the left side of the basket. And, again, this is an example of as FSU gets more physical with him, he seems to embrace it and steps up his own physicality. So it's another foul on the floor. Uh, Bolden on the inbounds, he gets it. Poked away by uh, little David Nichols. Um, Nichols, along with my boy uh, uh, Chris Likes from Miami. They're, they're feisty little guys, but Marquise he's had a uh, He's had some problems throughout his career of not being strong with the ball, but, uh, he might've just lost track of, uh, little David Nick, um, Florida state, uh, missed three by Devin Vassell. I don't even know who he is. He was just in the game for some period of time. No disrespect to him. Either Barrett was late calling out the high screen or, uh, Alex O'Connell. Now in the game, he doesn't hear because O'Connell pretty much gets planted. So, uh, Barrett is backing up. I'm not sure what type of shooter Vassell is from three or Vassell. Um, I'm not sure the decision of Barrett backing up because it really allowed uh, Vassell or Vassell an open shot, but misses the straight on three. Um, all right, so R.J. takes the pass from Bolden who got the rebound, goes coast to coast, drawing the foul. I and mean, that's just something. Hey, Barrett. R.J. Barrett is R.J. Barrett makes both. Next, uh, Florida State missed two point le- missed layup by Nichols. He he pretty much destroys O'Connell off the dribble, um, but uh, Trey shows his versatility. Trey's waiting there, awesome help defense. He greatly affected it, if not if not getting a piece of nickel shot. So Trey, uh, just mad props to him for that. Just so much more than it, that kind of says so some some point guards get reputations. Trey, it's going the other way in terms of how physical he is. I mean, he's not afraid to get in there and. Rebound with anyone you can see his help defense now, A fantastic defender. All right, uh, so next Duke possession, Joe, uh, Trey misses the layup. He goes coast to coast to the other end. Seems to be partially blocked by uh, Raquan Gray. Uh, Florida State made three pointer by Co for assist from Forrest. I think Florida State, they their offense was so discombobulated it actually helped on uh, the Seminoles here and Jack White ended up. Uh, helping Bolden guard Forrest, who had slashed to the free throw line, which left an open Kofer at the right wing in between AOC, guarding in the corner, Trey up top. And Duke, I think Florida State, they were just so dysfunctional in the way that everything worked out that it helped Florida State. I'm not going to hold that against Duke too much, even though Koffer got a wide open three. All right, Duke, two uh, Bear hits two free throws. Let's see here. O'Connell screens Koffer allowing uh, Barrett to cut into the lane, take the pass from Trey at the free-throw line, separates from Kofor on a hard dribble, and is fouled by Forrest, fading away at the free-throw line. Eh, I don't like that offense. That, that, that's, that's not what you want. Um, Let's see. If, uh, next, Forrest blocked by Bolden. And Marquise is angry at himself for not keeping the block inbounds, which just goes to show his development. I mean, who knows, before he may have been happy just to get the block. Now it's demanding more out of yourself, doing more for the team. Uh, I really like seeing that. Um, then he blocks and on, off the Florida State. Then you get it again off the inbounds. He blocks Cabin Jelly so cleanly, you can hear the thwap on the ball. He did nothing with his left hand. The tiny bit of contact was created 100% by Cabin Jelly, or Cabin Gelly. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't know. I mean, that might have been the worst call of the game. Bolden, great block. Uh, so let's see. Barrett uh, next Duke possession. Barrett screen from Javin. Rescreen takes a couple dribbles in, and fires a fading dart to cutting to a cutting O'Connell. Man, Barrett's just he's he's playing so well at this point, it's unbelievable. But O'Connell, he seems to predetermine his upcoming pass to Javin, and it is not executed well. Backhand pass thrown right at Javin's feet out out of bounds. You gotta know who you're passing to. You gotta have that trust from Kay. I mean, you're already gonna be struggling on defense. Not saying he's not playing hard, but he's not great a great defender. Obviously, on offense, you gotta be better. Um, so, but uh, they, they again, it's the third awesome job of second half playmaking by Barrett on the pass to a cutting O'Connell. All right, so let's see here next. Uh, Fleur State, great defense by uh, Delorier on Cavangeli at the free-throw line, right up in his space, Force an awkward turnaround free-throw line jumper, and then man misses a follow dunk over Bear. He looks to be a little bit dinged up on the play. He's fine after, but uh, great. I'll give. I'll credit the uh, Delorier defense right there. Um, Delorier came in for Bolden after Bolden's foul call, which shouldn't have been. Um, right here. This is the Duke possession, which shows Cam playing at such a better pace and just so smooth. Great hesitation. Pull-up, free throw line jumper. That's the play. If I'm an NBA scab, man, I'm looking right here. More than anything else he did on offense during his game against Florida State, this is it. Cam's free throw line jumper, so smooth. I mean, that's that's almost like Ray Allen-esque right there. Beautiful, beautiful play. Um Florida State man to Cabin Jelly dunk so uh, as I give so much credit to uh, Cam on offense doesn't switch on to Cabin Jelly for Javin on PNR that's on Cam he just he gets he gets a little lost on the on the pick and roll takes time especially I mean they haven't played a lot of teams that do this as much especially as much as Florida State every floor possession Florida State's running it's like high screen high screen high screen doesn't know again it doesn't always equal pick and roll but it's going to a lot, and Cam, teams are going to be attacking Cam constantly. So off the opponent's score, Trey. Just, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. Uh, that outlet to um, R.J. Barrett, Dan who, who I mean, the, he just dumps right on Cabin Jelly. and it's like, my God. I mean, that's, I, I typed here in my little notes, like, my God. It's, you, Duke should not have that opportunity. Trey Jones gives them an opportunity teams do not have. And R.J. Barrett, you can't, I mean, he's talent. You just can't teach that. I mean, Florida State scored at 1052. Duke scored at 1048. Wild. Uh, after that play, with the pace going crazy, um, Forrest cramps up out of the game, nickels in. So that kind of brought things a little bit to a halt um, as the, as the game pace was really picking up. So for uh, the second straight play, Cam falls asleep on the PNR switch. Second straight uh, alley-oop to Cabin Jelly. Man, that's, that's no bueno. And uh, Dick Vitale, his comment is, Duke has no answer for that. Dick Vitale has no idea what's going on in the game. So there you go. Um, all right, so Trey brings the ball up, screens Cove He frees up Barrett for um, to nail a right, a right elbow jumper. It seemed like Florida State had some major miscommunication. Nichols didn't expect Kofer to switch, or at least so it seems. So that allowed Baird a wide open jumper and he freezes the follow through. He's feeling it. I mean, that's what great players do when they freeze that follow through. Some uh, some epic stuff. Bolden blocks Cabin Jelly on the drive. Then, along with Bear traps, Kofer on the baseline, forcing an errant pass, which Trey Corrals. That's all Bolden. That's all Bo- Bolden is so he's so good. He was so good this game on defense. It's just I uh, you can't give him enough credit. You just can't. He's he was a star on defense. A star. Um let's see here. All right, so Cam, he's a bit out of control, passes out to uh Jack White over to Trey, then to Barrett who slid over with just enough room to uh bang home a three, great passing, great uh Great great uh, job of all of the players swinging the ball around. Good team ball, right? Right there, and Barrett hits a three. He's just on fire. All right, so um, Bolden, on uh, next floor stays, next position, helps over. Can't quite get back to Cabin Jelly for positioning on the rebound. Uh, White's too late for the help rotation on the rebound as well. Easy put back. So, uh, yeah, that's just, I mean, it is what it is. Um. Let's see here. All right. White, he takes an RJ pass in the corner, pump fakes, and drives in. Jack White, as great as he is, I've said, I, I'm not sure if there's another, if there's a bigger leap any Duke player has taken sophomore to junior season when you really include the uh, minutes, the rise in minutes. I think he played about five or six minutes on average last season, most in garbage time. Now he's averaging somewhere around 25 this season. And just the way he does whatever Duke needs, but he's not a playmaker. He is most definitely not a playmaker and turns the ball over, trying to get it to Bolden. The pass is much too late and is broken up by man. Uh, stay within yourself. As uh, as uh, as Lavar Ball would say, stay in your lane. I, that's awful. I, no. All right, so uh, great rotation D by Cam and RJ in the next possession. White bites on the nickels, pump fake. R.J. rotates over, fighting forward by giving up the O rebound to Cam Jelly. But Cam's right there to strip away the ball along the baseline. Great physicality by Cam. Say, say what you want. He may get a little bit out of control often, but, uh, I mean, he's not afraid to get physical. Not afraid at all. And then <laughs> just the ultimate Cam Reddish of he's, he's confident. He stays confident. He takes the steal, goes one on three in transition. And stops and pops for uh, a heat check three. Basically, a coach's dream. I say that extremely sarcastically. If he, if he missed that, Coach came his head might have exploded. But uh, he hit it. The ultimate heat check. Next, we have Duke's uh, worst defensive rebounding possession of the game. Kofran misses a well-guarded three by Barrett. Jack White simply falls asleep, boxing out MJ Walker. No bueno. He may, White makes up for it. He, uh, he plays good defense on, on Walker on a slashing runner of the lane. Then Barrett just loses position on Kover, Slams home the mess. So two offensive rebounds. This isn't like Kevin Jelly and Kamaji just being huge and uh or long and just... Duke's guy. I mean, that's just bad. All right. So Duke possession trays late inaccurate on what should have been an easy alley-oop lob to Bolden. I I really want Trey to get more PNR opportunities. I think if he does, this will be a successful play nine times out of ten. It's not here. Um, I think it's easy to look at the play and say, oh, Bolden missed the dunk. The pass is much too late, not as accurate as it should have been. Uh, The pass should have been thrown at least a second earlier. Um, but uh, Trey, he, his, he shows his awareness, grabs loose ball, quickly tosses it back up for the score. But uh, you'd like to see him be able to convert that pick-and-roll to Bolden. It was well-run, well-executed until Trey tossed the ball up uh, on the pass, but Duke takes the points. First day, uh, Bolden comes over to help Trey on Nichols' PNR, uh, makes it back to and Jelly because Barrett, right right there, this goes under the, under the radar. Barrett did a great job of doing just enough for Marquise to get back. Just enough on Cabin Jelly, he held him up. Because otherwise, Cabin Jelly, he's just rim-running every single time. I mean, that's the goal. When Cabin Jelly and Kamaji are in there doing pick and roll, they're, they're just rim-running rim running to the hoop trying to get that uh, dunk. And Barrett didn't seem like much under the radar, unnoticed by most, but that's what allowed Bolden to get back. Um, Bolden's called for a ticky-tack hip check on the shot fake, then attempts That's unfortunate. All right, so Trey flashes in and gets the hockey assist when his when his pass to Cam is swung over to Jack White in the corner for a three. Um, I like that. I I like how action is created by Trey. It's not he doesn't have to always initiate, but when he gets the ball on the move or in position to make a play, stuff happens. It's not like you know it's not just going to be boring ISO. Next, Bolden switched on to Walker. Jack White looks like a peanut guarding Chris Komaji. And Kim. he flies in a little bit late for the rebound on Walker's long miss. And White's forced to uh, foul Kamaji on the follow. I mean, you can see, like, none of these players are guarding the guys you would expect just because of all the switching. But uh, sometimes it's just a matter of uh, Chris Komaji's very big. 7-4 is very big. And there's really not too much more analysis besides that. Um, I mean, especially with Duke, they're not big, and, uh, I would say that they're they're bigger than most all around, I mean, but you can't you can't defend 7-4. All right, so, great hesitation, two-man game created by Trey and Bolden leads to Jones kicking out to White for a three-point attempt, which is even more wide open than the previous one, but, uh, this is missed. Um... Again, I, li- I like seeing Trey more involved. Again, I, I like how even after the uh, pick and roll, which didn't go as well as you had hoped, uh, Bolden again creates action for Trey. And that's uh, Kay. I don't know if he specifically called it. But, I mean, with the half-court offense, you can see the development now in the half-court offense. And Duke was forced to. I mean, with Zion, Zion changes the strategy. Bottom line, that's going to happen. I mean... Duke can afford to be a lot less efficient in half-court offense with with Zion in there because they're going to get a lot more free points in the game. I mean, if you look at the first half, um, Duke was pretty horrible converting uh, half-court sets. Second half, much more efficient. A lot less possessions. Took longer, but more efficient. And I think this will help in the long run. And it may even help Zion to kind of watch at some points. I, I think everyone... Watch the game and know Zion got poked in the eye in the first half, and I think he. I think they said he was seeing like double, double vision. So they just decided better to sit him out. And obviously, I'm sure he wanted to be in there, but uh, hey, don't risk it. Um, all right, so let's see. All right, so uh, after White's miss, um, Gray takes the rebound for Florida State, goes coast to coast. Jack White, after missing the three, does a poor job defending him in transition. Gray simply blows the layup. Nothing more than that. White's got to be better. Uh, well, Barrett tosses ahead to uh, Jack White again. in Transition. Jack immediately launches before Walker can make it over to him. Walker uh, helped off of Trey, and Jack White. It's kind of he's getting a little. He's getting a little too excited. I mean, it's like, what is that? Four straight, a uh, three straight offensive possessions with him um, trying like, with him shooting, and especially this one. Yeah, he was open for a second. But, I mean, the shot was probably out of his range, and if he just waited a second longer, he could have passed over to Trey in the corner while Gray was still rotating his way over to uh, to Jones, to Trey Jones. All right, next, uh, Bolden switched on to the shoot-first, shoot-only MJ Walker. Trey is waiting for Walker in the lane. It's tough, to, it's tough to tell if he's fully set. He's called for the foul. But, again, that's Trey's a tough little dude, and... Uh, He's not afraid to take that charge. And you know MJ Walker's coming in. He's going to be shooting. Duke Bear takes a high screen from Javin, which, to be honest, really doesn't do much. Still um, drives, draws the foul from Walker on the bump. It's just RJ making a play as we get closer to crunch time. Next, up, Forrest drives in on Trey, creates separation, uh, misses an extremely um, makeable, very makeable short runner. And right here, this is tough to... uh, Tell if Javin should have helped. He backed off a bit, and it, it allowed uh, Forrest really a pretty wide-open shot, but it's tough to argue with him not wanting to leave Kamaji. So and with all the second-chance points. I don't know. I can see that both ways. If Duke is switching everything, though, I guess Javin should have came over, but it is what it is. Next, bad offensive possession by Duke that's been a bunch of bad possessions recently. Fadeaway miss at the left elbow by Barrett. Nothing's going on. Bad possession. Next, uh, AOC loses track of Savoy without any action going on. Just simply loses track. Then fouls him on the three-point attempt. Not good. Second straight... Uh, I mean, another bad pos- uh, bad offensive possession by Duke. Trey goes ISO. No high screen. Cabin Jelly blocks it. Can't get the ball. So Duke gets another chance. But, uh, yeah, there's not much... Action being created. Not much going on in these half-court sets. This is a bad stretch for Duke's offense. Um, so, right here, two-man side PNR game on the left wing. With, with Duke struggling on offense, really needing points, being desperate for points. Uh, Delorier hands off t- to Cam, who rises and fires. It's just an incredibly tough, really tough, high-leveled-up bomb over P.J. Savoy. And... I mean, you can't teach it. You can't teach that. I just wrote here, Dick Vitale, please stop. All right, uh, everyone on Duke gets switched on the next FSU possession. Man should have gone to Cabin Jelly, who was guarded by RJ. Really not much execution going on by FSU. Settled for a cofer turnaround against Trey. Uh, Rebound goes off Trey, so FSU gets another chance. I wrote at this point under four t- under four time out. Barrett has 16 on four seven field goals in the second half. It's just crazy efficient. All right, uh, Florida State uh, coming from the break. Miscommunication between White and Cam on the out of bounds. Cam switches on a Kofer, White keeps with him as well. So oops, having to then reverse to close out in an open Savoy. Savoy misses a three, lucky. Cam uh, Cam comes back. Reddish with another long heat check three-point attempt off the dribble. Long rebound to Trey, who's fouled, but misses the front end of the the 1-on-1. Florida State possession. Interesting. Now is the time when an FSU ball handler, for some reason, doesn't uh, dribble off the highest screen, doesn't do anything with the highest screen, and uh, Forrest pretty much just goes straight iso against Trey and scores at the rim. Very unexpected. Really smart. If by Leonard Hamilton, if that's a design play because of how everything has been based on the high screen, everything and now it's not, so it's been against a defender as good as Trey. Great play by Forrest, yes, yeah, just hey, applaud, too good. All right, um, so right here, it's, it's 74 all at this point, strong drive and soft finish on the short floater by RJ. He bumped off man to get some space. Any questions about RJ's physicality? Done, done. I mean, this dude, she's balling. So uh, Duke leads by two, two and a half minutes left. Um, Bolden plays this possession as close to perfect as possible here. He blocks man, then a questionable, if not shady, 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 call on Cabin Jelly with one second left on the shot clock. Bolden's fourth. Uh, Great defensive possession by Bolden. Um, So Cabin Jelly makes, or Cabin I don't know how to say it. Um, So it's 76 all after he makes both free throws, two minutes. Bolden switches Cabangeli on a Barrett in iso, and RJ ends up with a mid-range fallaway jumper. In my opinion, he could have gotten a better shot or tried to get to the rim. Um, I mean, there have been some solid half-court uh, sets by Duke, but uh, nah, I think they've gotten a little stagnant in the offense right now. They, get, they can get better. Uh, so 76-0, 90 seconds left. Pressure D on, uh, by Trey on force, bringing the ball up after out of bounds. Barrett, he defends a code for long. Long two very well. And and Bolden, just he's so, he's so versatile, chases down that rebound along the baseline. Great credit, Barrett's defense. Real impressive. Real impressive, just team defense right there, forcing a tough shot by FSU. All right, so one minute left. Tie game. Trey starts the set with 15 seconds left. So a little bit different after Duke runs. I mean, I'm not saying they're running offense as quickly as when Zion's in. But, I mean, 10 seconds of Trey doing nothing, all of a sudden now they're slowing the game down. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, you don't want to change too much. I understand that's kind of generally what teams do. With a minute left, they want to, they want to uh, cut down on the number of possessions or I don't know. But, uh, anyway, his very short one-handed pass to Cam didn't seem to be fired at Cam or anything. It just seemed like Cam took his eyes off or something. I don't know what happened, really, but... It, Goes right through Reddish's hands. Uh, something happened. Um, so 76 up, 45 seconds left. Mann, uh, Terrence Mann runs the offense starting at uh, 23. So it took them that long, from 45 to 23. Uh, eight on the shot clock against Barrett. RJ defends as well as you can. Forces a, uh, a pass out to Savoy, kick out to Savoy. Get, but Cam gets up in the air. The pump fake draws the f- uh, and commits the foul on three-point attempt with one second left on the shot clock. So it's unfortunate that with Bolden's foul with one second left uh, or in an earlier possession, now Cam. That's tough to play def- great defense for that long and to still... Anyway. But Savoy, he makes two of three. So at least he didn't make all three. And uh, So FSU's up 78-76, f- 15.8 left. And here you go. So, this was not, I mean, everyone's thinking Gonzaga. But at least now, Bolden sets a high screen for Barrett. So, it's not just pure iso. There's some action created. Um, Gets Cabin Jelly onto him, drives in, and creates the foul after a pump fake. So, good job by Barrett. (laughs) There's still signs of Gonzaga uh, as he misses the second free throw. But Kofor, he can't corral the rebound. Throws the ball off. It's first called off Jack White, then they get the call correctly, and it's ruled uh, off Jelly, Cabin Jelly, whatever. So Duke ball. So here we are, 78-77, 2.8 left. They add uh, 0.2 seconds left um, to the clock, and here you go. I complain, or I don't know if complain is the right word, whatever, but uh, I have pointed out for years, been on an island with this, that uh, – I wish there was more analysis for college basketball about specific games, specific players, not just these general numbers thrown out with Synergy or Ken Palm or whatever. I want to know why a team wins. I want to know outside of draft prospects how a player, the way they get their shots, the way the offense is run for them. I want to know the details about what's going on. If if you just say a team won, they out-rebounded another team. They made more shots from outside. Like, there has to be a reason why. What happened? I mean, sometimes it doesn't go real deep, but often it does. And it's the same reason why it really sucks that Kay never will will have to explain the whole thing with uh, Kansas last year, because I would just like to hear it. I would like to hear his thought process throughout that game. It would just be interesting, if nothing else. I mean, bottom line, it's basketball, well, well, college obviously is not going to be as in depth as the NBA. There's still, it's not hard to be f- kind of feel that people would want to know why it happens. I know everyone thinks they're an expert. I'm sure not. I just spend a ridiculous amount of time watching games and plays o- over again. I mean, I'm not gonna say I know more than anyone, but. If I don't, I mean, man, if I don't spend the time, <laughs> I spend so much time watching these plays over again. So at least I have an idea of what the skill sets are, what it seems like a play is supposed to be going on. But uh, with uh, the groupthink, think, um, fan bias, uh, Duke Twitter, I mean, I I said it wasn't uh, some sort of genius play call by Coach K. And, like, I have people, like, searching Twitter um, to uh, tell me how, how wonderful it was. And it's like... Just because I say it's not genius, doesn't it's not anything against Coach K. It's not it doesn't mean he's awful. And it doesn't mean you have to get all defensive. And it's 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 wild. I mean, these people who just normally wouldn't care about anything analysis related, all of a sudden they're just jumping on board to defend Coach K. It was, it was the most genius play call ever. All right, so Jordan Sperber, hoop vision sixty eight on Twitter. He is what I wish there was more of. And he actually, it was good timing. He um, he created a video of a ton of um, of Florida State, their uh, blob defense, baseline out of bounds, throughout the season. What they do, length on the ball, switch everything, anticipate safety, trap the corner, and it it just shows It shows like at least five examples. That more like I, probably a bunch more than that, and none of them. Not one was forced as low as he was against Duke. Whatever happened once the ball came in, yeah, it's arguable who should have done what, but there's 2.8 seconds left. So it is what it is. And Terrence Mann, it at f- first it seemed like he might have just fallen asleep. But there's there's no instinct or movement by him to follow Cam Reddish, who uh who used like it looked like Jack White screened off um, Terrence Mann, and Reddish just kind of left alone, and that's when you would think Forrest should come out on Cam. And Bolden came down off-screening for R.J. Barrett to get free in the corner, and Forrest wasn't able to, but Forrest, it was impossible. I mean, if you look where he started and compare it to the uh, bunch of plays that are shown with the Jordan Sperber, what, what he – what he showed on his um, video, it, it just looked like it was different from the start, and it made things impossible on Florida State. So I don't know how the players are supposed to execute that. I mean, you can nitpick all you want once the play starts, but again, there's 2.8 left. There's not many uh, adjustments that can be made in 2.8 once you realize, oh, crap. Because Forrest, he just can't. He's, he's too low. He's too close to the basket. And that's not how Florida State starts. Not one, not one time. So I don't know why they were like that. But hey, I mean, Duke still had to execute. And sometimes it can be harder to make a shot that you're, you're so wide open. I mean, that's a catch and shoot practice jumper right there. And Cam, no hesitation, dug it, splash. So hey, credit to execute. I mean, Florida State had a bunch of offensive rebounds. They had a bunch of—Duke the gave them a bunch of turnovers. They didn't turn those into points. Second chance points and points off turnovers. You got to execute. Bottom line, Duke did. They, Florida State, they—you they. they you could argue gave. I mean, on Twitter, when I, I say Florida State gave them a golden opportunity, gave is in quotes because nuance. I don't think Twitter understands that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Duke still has to execute. I mean, there's a lot of context that goes into all this, but bottom line— Something went wrong with the way uh, Forrest shouldn't have been that low. I don't know. So, cam hits. Huge, 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 huge. 0.8 left. And uh, Bolden guards the inbounds pass. Um, Let me see here. Who throws the inbounds pass? I believe that was Forrest. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Yeah, Forrest throws the inbounds pass uh, to the uh, free throw line, the opposite end. Jack White comes over the top, worried at first that you don't want to be, obviously, you don't want to be called for a foul there. That would be the worst. But um, Jack, Jack makes it over the top of everyone, similar to when he dunked on Marvin Bagley last season. Hey, never forget. Uh, I think that was against Notre Dame. He tips the ball backwards. That takes the rest of the point eight off the clock. So, amazing. I mean, with the, with the physicality of the game, the lack of Zion, just the way that Barrett, was so good on offense. The way that Trey pushed pace, created action. The way that Cam played at a better pace. Still has he still struggles at times. It's just trust. You gotta trust that talented guys who work hard will put it together. That's that's all it is. And Cam against Wake that shot was huge. Still, he struggled at times on defense, kind of a train wreck at times, and especially in the pick and roll. But uh, turned the ball over a bunch on offense, made some questionable plays. But, but I think the more touches, now it's can he, can he continue with a little bit less touches, assuming Zion's back? Can he be as efficient with, uh, with the big three as he is, with it kind of being the big two? I believe he can. It's just will he? And that's the the fun. That's the fun of it all. With uh, Duke going up against Syracuse's All-Zone 100% of the time, obviously uh, things will be run differently. And Syracuse, they aren't going to use as much pick and roll. They don't have the same personnel. So I really wanted to get this out. This actually went longer than I thought, but I I don't know. I I thought this was fun. I mean, obviously it's going to be clunky at first, but uh, just going through play-by-play in terms of how I felt about each play, this is going to be, some people, they may they might enjoy it. Some people won't. Some people are going to think, I shouldn't have to be watching to understand it. And hopefully, kind of, my reactions were enough that it wasn't just monotonously going over each play and saying, Duke scores, Florida State scores. Hopefully, what I added on helped a bit. But I think it was fun to do, no matter what. Even if it, kind of saying this all out loud um, helps me. Obviously, there's going to be some technical stuff I missed. I'm sure there is. But uh, I, th- I think overall, what I saw watching the game live, I, I think it equaled out to uh, after I tracked all the possessions in the second half. I mean, it's totally different. Maybe it was just getting used to the team and the way things were or the fact that I hadn't watched basketball in a while. Um, when Duke played Gonzaga, uh, when I went back and tracked, I was like, I don't even remember. Like Everything seemed totally different. So who knows? So, some games, it may just offer a completely new perspective. Some games might reinforce what you, what you thought you saw. I mean, the one thing I will never say is I, I know more or, or know better than anyone. It's just I watch enough to probably have seen uh, what I'm talking about more. I'm not just going to talk about stuff without having watched it again and again because I, I don't do takes. I, I may give opinions, but those opinions are based on at least something. And uh, that's why just throwing out numbers, without context, I've I've been I've been told before that uh, people who who like throw numbers out are like we're given context, but just not the context you're looking for. I don't even know what that means. Um, plays happen for a reason. Stuff happens for a reason. Say what what's going on around it. Otherwise, it's it's meaningless. And if you give that analysis more then yeah you can throw you can throw out numbers cuz you described it before but uh, kind of going through this what if i talk about pick and roll high screens um, the way that guys affect everything just certain players and their impact like bolden there's no possible way stats can show what he did there's no way absolutely none i don't care what, like any if you even try to use single game plus minus oh, don't, oh that's the worst so please don't do that but uh, anyway i think this was just a really f- Fun game, especially. I mean, without Zion, this isn't the same thing as Bagley when he went out against Michigan State early last year. I mean, Michigan State just screwed up everything themselves. Uh, I mean, Duke got a thousand offensive rebounds that game, even without Bagley. I mean, I, I mean, this was just FSU was really, really on point, playing well, and I thought Duke they did a great job with this with the advantages they had. And with what they're – with basically just what what they could do to win. It's just finding a way to win. And going from their their second road game, their first was at Wake Forest with none of the students really back or very few of the students back for that game, kind of pretty quiet, to Florida State where it's just everyone's going nuts. There's really nothing you can do except just applaud Duke. Fantastic. Uh, I tweeted out a picture on Twitter with Marquise Bolden's reaction. Um, he kind of has hand out to uh, Cam's uh, uh, game winner. He had his hands on his head, kind of like, oh, my God. I think he actually mouthed, oh, my God, after the game. And it's similar to Thomas Hill. Less crying. Less crying than Thomas Hill, um, but after the 92 game. So if I have enough time to watch games, enough time in between games, because, I mean, this was tough with uh, the Saturday-Monday. Uh, game but with the way everyone moves on so quickly i wanted to get this out there and uh yeah so that's my thoughts kind of on uh duke florida state and i think a lot of what i mentioned can be applied moving forward and hopefully i can do this more and i know this is last second many will not even be able yeah it'll pretty much be impossible to listen to this before uh syracuse if anyone who has even a desire to but uh I don't know. Ch- check it out sometime and maybe in the next week or anytime and uh, I'll see if I can get another one going on. So for now, I'm Adam Comerow. You can subscribe to the Duke Basketball Corner podcast through Comerow's Corner on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, do what you do, all that. If you are willing and kind enough to write a, uh, a nice uh, review, I would appreciate it. Um, for now, I will say, great win on to Syracuse, closer to the Virginia game. And man, it's getting good. It's getting good. This Florida, this Florida State game. This this is what it's all about. So, uh, fun times ahead. Duke is 14 and 1, 3 and 0 in the ACC. I will be talking to you soon.